musings of the Mick, talking about board games and related stuff. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Musings of the Mick. They say good things come in threes. Well, now that can mean our podcast, as we are now three episodes in. So let's go ahead and establish the routine nature of this show so you know what to expect, as we will follow the same format as we have for the previous two. So that means first, we're going to go over some games we played. Then, let's look at some crowdfunding that's going on. Not much right now, but there are a couple things we'll go over. Then, we're going to move on to our topic. And that topic for today is part one of a two-part series, which we are going to look at the best of 2023, in my opinion. This episode, we're going to go over games that we played solo. Then we are going to finish up talking about more gameplays and then a glimpse into what's on the horizon. So here we are with those gameplays. We're only going to go over two today. We have had a little bit of a slower couple of weeks lately, in gameplaying at least. So the first game is going to be The Fox Experiment. This comes to us from Pandasaurus Games, and it's a one to four player, or you can get an expansion to play it up to six players. In this game, you're going to have fox parents out on the board and some other supplies, and you'll be drafting those parents. On those parents, there will be pictures of dice, and you'll then grab those dice and roll them. You are doing this to get traits for your pups that you're going to be writing on their dry erase uh, cards. And then once those pups are made, you're going to be grabbing um, trait dice or little trait tokens, and you'll be sending them to studies to score points. And then at the end of the round, your pups go into the breeding pool. So the pups will just get bigger and bigger. So what do I like about this game? Well, the Kickstarter components are really nice. The acrylic tokens are like a thick acrylic, not some like little chintzy cheap stuff. It did come with screen printed Fox meeples but i just went ahead and ordered the wooden ones that'll come in the basic game because i honestly like those shapes better as opposed to the heat transferred printing um marble dice came in the kickstarter those are also really nice looking the other cool thing about it is that it does ramp up nicely because as the new pups go to the offer more unlikely they're going to have more dice than the other pups that are out there so then you're going to be grabbing those and then because you're rolling more dice with those then you're just the fox pups just keep getting better and better, so you're just starting to chuck, chuck handfuls of dice. You also can unlock the ability to make more pups, so you might be making three more or three pups at a time. I will say it is quite a bit of a table hog, though. I would have kind of liked the parent cards maybe been a bit smaller, maybe just playing card size. They're like a big tarot-sized card. So you have the board, then you have the player boards, and then you have the whole rows of all the cards. So it does take up quite a bit of space. The other game I'm going to talk about, I'm just going to touch on briefly because we didn't get a chance to play the advanced version yet, and that is Santa's Workshop from Elf Creek Games. This is a worker placement game where you're putting them around Santa's Workshop to collect supplies so you can make toys for all the little kiddos. There's also abilities to get or a chance to get reindeers and ornaments and all that fun Christmassy stuff. So as I said, we only tried the basic rules, and at that point, it's, it's basically a super small introduction to worker placement like we played it in like 20 minutes it's literally just put people out get your supplies make the toys keep going that's it so i mean if you're looking for that really simple family weight game to play with six seven eight year olds it's right up your alley go ahead and grab it 
The advanced rules do look cool. They add a coal to it, so you're going to be using coal to get to supplies. There's also three more rounds, and you can train your elves to improve on how they get supplies. So I'll probably cover the advanced version on the next podcast. But let's dive into the little bit of crowdfunding that is currently available. All right, so we're going to cover two crowdfunding games today. Both of them are currently on Kickstarter. The first one I kind of touched on last time, and it's Tiny Epic Cthulhu from Gamelin Games. So the Tiny Epic games are known to have a small box and big game. That is their mantra. So this one is going to be a co-op against Cthulhu. It actually utilizes a spinner in the middle. You spin the spinner, it's going to spawn shamblers and map interactions for tentacles and all those various other things. And then the players are going to move around the town, getting rid of those shamblers and collecting tentacles to do that banishing of the shamblers and also to translate the pages of the Necronomicon. Then once all the pages of the Necronomicon are filled, you'll flip the great old one, set his strength, roll some dice and see if you win based on the gate number. Gamelin games with these tiny epics do have, like I said, a lot in the game. Like the box barely closes. They have the one box size and they shove as much as they can in there. It's interesting that they're using a spinner mechanic. You don't really see games with spinners much anymore outside of the mass market ones. So I am interested to see how this one kind of plays out. The other game is Party Panda Pirates. And this is from Detestable Games and Draco Studios. This is a game filled with mini games. Think Mario Party. You are going to use this ship to go around the map, and you're going to slide your panda to an island. You're going to try and get to the middle to get coins. Otherwise, once everyone's there, players are going to predict who will win and lose the mini game. And then everyone plays the mini game. So what's the cool thing they're going to do for this is the rules for those mini games are written out, or they're going to have a QR code that you can scan to watch a short video again kind of like mario party where they have the rules written but then they show you a small example you're going to play the game and you'll get uh, money and coins from that you'll gain rewards you're going to move along the treasure map looking for chests and such there are a couple options for this one there is a basic edition which just comes with meeples cardboard bits and all that but they also have a deluxe edition that has minis for your panda pirates and also metal coins wooden upgrades for some of the cardboard bits and all of that fun stuff so that those are two that we are definitely going to be looking at party panda pirates we've been keeping an eye on for a while just because that whole bunch of mini games inspired by mario party really drew our eye but get ready to hear my top solo games of the year right after a message from our sponsors so yeah Sure, I am doing the speaking thing right now, and hopefully you know we have a YouTube channel. If not, you do now, and you should check it out semi-immediately. At least wait till you are done with this show. Speaking of which, you can actually listen to this on our YouTube channel. Well, we have quite a bit going on with all our socials, so here is a quick rundown of those things, where and when. We start with Superhero Sunday, where we are posting videos on the Tiki Talk based on our Lego superheroes and the adventures they go on while dealing with the annoying builder. That's me. We move on to Mech Mondays, where our Lego mechs are having cross-series adventures, and you can find that on YouTube. So far, there's just a couple of Star Wars ones up, but I have a feeling we're going to be seeing some superheroes here soon. 
Tuesdays and Thursdays, we are going to be featuring a game each day over on the gram, the Instagram. Wednesday, we'll be over on Twitter X and featuring a game that we have played. Kind of like the Instagram one, but a little different because, you know, different platform. We wrap it up on Fridays with a couple of things. We will post a video all over the place of the stuff we have received in the past week. We will also post an initial reactions video on our Patreon. Speaking of our Patreon, starting in January, that's next month, we are going to be posting Super Mario Lego videos on there for it's me, Mario Monday. So go ahead and check out all the stuff that interests you. Just remember, the Patreon stuff is members only. And we are back. So I'm going to cover the solo games of 2023 that I have enjoyed the most. And I'm actually going to throw one in that I wasn't a big fan of. So these are in no particular order as of right now. Maybe I will at some point rate them and put out some kind of list on one of the various socials. We shall see if the mood strikes me as such. So it may sound like recency bias because like two of these I've probably played in the last like month or two. The other one like the last two months. And then, well, the other one was like mid of the year. So that should be fine. All right. So first one we have draft and write records this comes to us from inside up games this is a as you can tell by the name a draft and write so now i wouldn't really put it in the realm of like the whole roll and write and verb and write ones this one almost more is kind of you draft cards and then use your band sheet to record the things you've drafted and then it triggers so basically how it is is you're going to draft cards so each person's going to have a hand of cards you're going to choose one, then you're going to fill that in on your band sheet. You have three different sections that those cards can fill in, either a band member, where you'll put the band member and you'll color the four circles around it in the color of that shows on the band card. There will be a agenda, where you're going to be filling in different icons there, and you're going to be trying to fill in rows and columns and diagonals to trigger two actions based on the two sides. And then there is, oh, I can never remember, expenses or upgrades or it's something where in the lower assets, I think it might be called, and that when you're crossing off symbols, and then once both symbols on either side of another icon is crossed off, you'll trigger those. You're also going to, when you do the band members, if a color matches a band member that's attached to it, they create a harmony, and then you'll be filling in a section with that. There's touring that you can go on that gets triggered by other bonuses, and there's re releases of singles and albums that will give you other bonuses as well. So as you can tell, lots of options that combo a bunch of actions together and have big turns. And that is one of the main reasons I love this game. Because you can do, I right, take this one card. Well, this one card's going to allow me to fill in this marker. This marker is going to allow me to do a harmony. That harmony is now going to allow me to color in this circle. Well, this circle actually goes to two different band members. So now I'm triggering those two different band members' harmonies, which will now trigger two more actions. And I can go up here and trigger this to go to the single, cross off the single, which will give me another action to come down here and maybe even trigger another action. So one card could lead to like six, seven, eight different actions. And that is one of the main reasons I love the whole roll and write one. So this does take that. And even though you're not really rolling, you are drafting the cards. It still gives you that whole combo funness that you can have. So there is a playthrough of the solo version on the channel, as there will be with almost all of these games, except for the next one I mentioned, which is Ela and Something Shiny. I have covered this game on the podcast before. 
It comes to you, comes to us from North Star Games. It's got a really interesting story so far with really cool characters. If you haven't, if you didn't hear the last one, basically you're this, it's a campaign game. There's a little bunny going around, going through the events of a day, collecting resources, and then trading those resources for certain things. And each day has a different task you need to accomplish or each adventure, each story, each chapter, however you want to call it. So what's really cool about this game is that the gameplay is really good. It's not just story and not just gameplay. They intermix the two really well. It's got the resource management that's really cool. And then even some kind of memory aspect and engine building of, all right, I'm going to grab these carrots because eventually I'm going to turn the carrots into coins and use the coins to then get the energy and use the energy to turn into books. And that's what I need to accomplish this chapter. So there's just that whole cool engine building aspect there. And then each game kind of changes up the play in a fun and unique way. It's not all just the same thing. Go get this, get this, get this, do this. It's all right. Well, now you need to manage this. And then you have to choose maybe this story or this story. And this card's going to change the way you can possibly even finish this chapter. So it's not just so repetitive chapter after chapter. It does evolve and change how you have to do things. And it doesn't hurt that the components are pretty good for a version that doesn't even call itself deluxe. The art's cute. You have the wood bits. You have the nice cards that feel not good. You have little holders for st stuff. The board is nice quality. Like I said, it's not even a deluxe edition. All right, next up, we have Raising Robots. Again, playthrough on channel. There we go. This comes to you, us from Navu Games. In this game, you're going to be choosing an action card and putting it by an energy card, which will determine how powerful you are going to do the action. And then if any of your opponents chose, choose an action and put energy cubes on the board, you'll also be doing those actions. You do it in a row. So you're going to do action one, action two, action three, action four, action five, as long as they're available. And then actions three, four, and five have a row of cards that you can build off of it, that when you do action three, you go down its table and then you shoot across your robots and then four shoot across your robots. To me, that is one of the things that makes it. So I really enjoy the game, that whole engine building aspect, that whole, get these cards here because I, now I'm going to be able to grab the processor and the microchip. I need that. When I go down the line, I can now turn those into points and battery power. And then I'll be able to use the battery power in the next row to then get resources and points to get my robots built on my next turn. So it's just, it's really cool. You can also get upgrades throughout the game. You'll unlock those and use those on the robots to make them better. But also by doing those upgrades, you are making the actions you do better. They might have more energy. They might allow you to draw more cards, get more resources, get points. It's just that really cool dynamic. And then, as I said, you'll work your way down the row of robots. It's very reminiscent of Wingspan, which is a game I really like. So it's kind of that whole, then you go down the row. So you want to make sure you have them in a good area. My only gripe with this, I wish there was a way to get more resources quicker. A lot of times when you go through it, you get one resource, one resource, one resource. And it's only played over eight rounds, so you don't have that many actions total, like maybe 20-ish. So just having to go after resource after resource after resource and then using them other places can be a bit tricky. All right, the final one that I like that, again, has a playthrough on the channel is Terraforming Mars, the dice game. This comes to us from Stronghold Games. It's the newest iteration of Terraforming Mars, and it uses dice for the resources where you're rolling them and then playing the cards and using those to help terraform Mars. First off, I really enjoy dice. So, of course, this one was like, well, yeah, I mean, it has dice. And you actually get to roll them. They aren't just there to track faces. 
it plays quick, even multiplayer. So all the other versions of Terraforming Mars, when we play them, still take forever. You're talking like a two, two and a half hour game. This one, we consistently get done like an hour, hour and 15, even with the bride being, you know, the bride. But this is not the multiplayer list. This is a solo list. So why do I like it solo? Because the solo option seems winnable. The base game, Terraforming Mars, it is so demanding to try and get all of those um, terraforming parts up and knock them out with the limited stuff that you have and the limited amount of turns you have. You can't really get your engine going and getting as many resources as you want until near the end, and you got to really try and blitz out those terraforming parts. It's just punishing. The card game was a bit better, but still flipping over cards, you still kind of felt like you didn't have as many actions. It was still a little wonky. This one actually seems winnable because it's allowing you to actually kick up terraforming ratings. The dice, you can mitigate those. You can make sure you get what you need. It just adds a cool element to it. And it also seems quicker to set up. All the other ones have the cards and flip tiles and move these and move that and this. This one's like throw out all the dice, deal the cards, get going. All right, so that was the four that I really liked. There were more, but those were probably my top four of the year. The one that I did play and I didn't like, there is a playthrough on the channel if you want to go see it and see why I'm not a fan of it, is Dungeons and Dragons Yawning Portal comes to us from avalon hill this is an action selection one you have tiles in front of you you choose a tile you flip it over and you do what it says it typically is going to be either moving or moving food around the table playing cards or such and your whole goal is to line up adventurers opposite the food that they want so you can collect them for points at the end the game will end when the table is full this one just it seemed to last forever and I just start feeling like, you know, I just want to rush this to the end. I'm just, I'm done with this game. It got repetitive. Trying to play the characters to get the powers wasn't always easy or wasn't always beneficial. It just, it didn't feel like there was fun choices or abilities. It just kind of dragged and just not a fan of it at all. So those were five games. Four I liked, one I didn't. Now we are going to go to a word from our sponsors again. Following that, you're going to hear about more solo games, but they're ones that I've just recently played that haven't quite made this list yet. Hey, have you heard we have a Patreon? Well, you should have, because I mentioned it earlier. I also mentioned it last episode. So what is Patreon, you may ask, especially if you're unaware of what it is, because that's probably why you're asking. Patreon is a service that allows you to pledge an amount every month to a creator of your choice. In so doing, you are providing support for that channel or creator to continue what they do. In return, you get access to exclusive perks based on the tier you are pledged for. We currently are offering a base tier of only three bucks, only three dollars. And with that, you currently get to hear my initial thoughts on games we played that week. In addition, as we play legacy or campaign games, you will have access to my spoilery thoughts and opinions on those. We do have more plans for this exclusive club, whose members we call Cubers. As you heard earlier, we are going to be posting Mario Lego run-throughs. We also will start posting polls once to twice a month that will shape content we do for the month, whether it be videos that we decide to do on our YouTube channel or podcast topics that we choose to cover on this very podcast that you're listening to right now. There may even be merch in the future, depending on what we can come up with and if the youth bothers to help. So come on over and get cubed. 
All right, get ready for three rapid-fire solo reviews. The first is 20 Strong, Too Many Bones. You may have heard me talk about 20 Strong Solar Sentinels last time. This is the same system that Chip Theory has brought to us where you use 20 dice to go through decks of cards. This one does seem a bit more interesting and fun than Solar Sentinels. It doesn't seem as punishing, overwhelming, ridiculously hard. It also has where you can choose between enemies and an event deck. You don't just lose your dice when they miss. You can put them as part of your backup plan, which can help you in the future. So that part just kind of helps mitigate all of that craziness that can happen when you have these dice and going against the creatures that might make you roll the weaker dice so that way you can have those backup plans in the future. So 20 strong, too many bones. Next up, we have Nova Roma from Half a Kingdom Games. This is a worker placement type of game where you're putting them in a grid to trigger two different actions you can take. There are seven actions, technically eight, but the eighth one really just lets you mimic one of the other actions. The one cool thing about this is there are many paths to victory and choices to make. You can go big on the hippodrome and sailing, or you can do a bunch of building and building up your little farm estate area. So it is pretty cool that way where you don't have to just do the same thing every game or the same thing as your opponent. You both can kind of choose different ways you want to go. There is also interesting playing ahead moments when it comes to resources, knowing, hey, I want to sail. To sail, I'm going to need a horse and a twig, and then I'm also eventually going to need wheat to hire this other guy. So you really got to make sure you plan ahead and manage your resources properly. The one downside is it is quite a bit to set up with all the t with time and pieces. It is pretty big and sprawling. Last, we are going to go over Junk Drawer from Winsmith Games. This is a game that came out earlier this year, but I finally did play it solo. This game is pretty cool. It's a game that you basically can throw on the table looking, well, yeah, I can probably figure out how to play that. You have a deck of cards. Those cards correspond to polyomino shapes. You're going to shuffle up that deck, deal four face down cards, flip over one at a time, put what came up in one of your four drawers. You can only put one item per drawer per round. So those four cards, one of each of those is going to go in each drawer and each drawer scores differently. And that is a pretty cool thing is that the way the things score is going to determine how you are going to put stuff in that one drawer, because this drawer may want you to have a bunch of empty spaces. All right. So you're going to try and have these awkward shaped pieces. That's going to leave all these empty spaces open, but you still got to make sure you leave yourself enough time to possibly score high on the other drawers as well. So you can't just bomb one drawer because once you can't place a piece, you're out. So that is what's pretty cool about that one. And you can see that video because it's going up on our channel here very shortly. So what do we have coming up and going on with the channel and all of the socials? Well, on those socials and even on YouTube, we have our advent calendar shorts going up on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. The bride is going on Instagram, which also goes to our Facebook with a Christmas story advent calendar. Meanwhile, I have the Lego Friends advent calendar going up on YouTube and a generic building blocks one that we got off of Amazon is going up on TikTok. We are also going to be continuing plays from games that came out earlier in the year that we enjoyed. This week will be Junk Drawer, which I just talked about, but coming up before the next podcast drops will be Shake That City and After Us. We are going to be trying a new game out with our Thursday throwdown, Dice Throne. And given the time of year, we are going to grab their Santa versus Krampus set and see who comes out on top. There is also going to be even more Christmas Lego builds coming up. Maybe a 
winter market stall that may or may not have some violence attached to it. We're also going to erect a building block Lego Christmas tree. That sounds pretty cool. And finally, the bride will be making a return to the channel for a playthrough video. Of what game, you may ask? Well, ask away. I may not tell. Enough money? I might. With all that being said, I am now going to bid you a fond farewell with these words. Here's hoping that third time's a charm and that this episode did indeed feel charming. And again, feel free to drop by the YouTube channel or any of our socials and let us know what you like or don't like, whether about this podcast or what is on those channels. Just remember to please go ahead and do it nicely. Be kind. If you're wondering what those socials are, to find us for those comments or any of that stuff that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. On Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, we are at Merry Married Meeples. And Twitter X, we are at Merry Married. Also, don't forget all the fun stuff we have on those as well as I just mentioned. Also, be sure to head over and check out our Patreon. Link is in the description, especially if you want all that cool stuff that that one guy in that commercial was talking about. I will be back with part two of my 2023 games, this time talking about the games that I enjoyed more than Solo. I will let you know, a programming note, that that episode will release a day later, and that will release on the 26th of December, due to that, that Monday being Christmas. So until then, enjoy your days, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and anything else you choose to celebrate between now and then.